Hi, and welcome to the To Be Praised podcast. I'm your host, Erica Kimberly, also the founder of To Be Praised, a community of women dedicated to spiritual teachings, personal growth, and leadership development. Whether you're new to the community or if you've been with us for a while, you should head over to our website, www.tobepraised.com. There you'll find our most recent reading plans, other podcast episodes, and so much more. But if you're listening right now, I know you're here to check out the second episode in the micro series, Women of Grace. This series is a celebration in honor of our fifth year anniversary at To Be Praised. In each episode, we're creating an open and safe space for women to reflect on the topic, Grace Upon Grace, and to discover, marvel at, and savor the abundant grace we receive by God through his son, Jesus. Today, my guest is Shauna Bean. I knew when I started this series, I wanted to amplify the experience of a young woman who's had to deal with, and also maybe wrestle with, the concept of grace. Although I've actually never met Shauna in person, I remember hearing her parents rave about her and her other sisters last year at my church's 10-year anniversary. I was able to connect with her online, as I do many other women, but I can tell you that Shauna's energy and authenticity shines through in a very special way. I'm so excited to chat with her, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, and likewise, just such a blessing. So I'm very excited for the day, Lord willing, when we're able to connect in person. <laughs> yes, may COVID in this vaccine get <laughs> yes. all under control. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so let's get right into it. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, as you wonderfully stated, uh, my name is Shauna Bean. I am... I am actually originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, but we, my, myself and my family, we relocated to the Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia area. And, you know, the Lord has just been using us. I, my father says all the time, we didn't come out here for ministry. We came out here for our professional careers, to enhance our professional careers, to do things that would help us in, in that aspect of our lives. But you know, God has a plan and we, by that, were able to get into ministry and it has been such a blessing. And so I, I enjoy every part of that. And it's just, I, I'm very, very excited to be on this call. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And I just learned something because I did not know um, that you were originally from Indiana. I have family that uh, is from Indiana, so that's cool. Oh, wow. Nice. Small world. <laughs> Absolutely. And even smaller, you know, we're in the Church of Christ. It's like it shrinks down uh, tremendously in ways. So, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I want to chat a little bit about this concept of grace, right? And I think that there are so many ways that I learned how to give myself grace in my 20s and even now in my 30s. And I often wonder what our lives would be like as women if we were taught to be much more intentional as younger people, right? And, and giving yourself grace much earlier on in life, knowing that we'll figure it out 
with God's help, of course. Um, so I just want to first start by level setting. What is your idea of grace and how do you think you've applied that concept to your life? Oh, wow. That is a great question. So like in, in my twenties, I was very, you know, I didn't show much grace to myself. There was a certain standard that I had for myself. And if I didn't set it, you know, all of these questions would come in my mind and, and am I doing the right thing or am I going down the right path and, and showing grace to myself was something that I learned, you know, I would probably say my mid twenties. And ironically, it was when I was diagnosed with my condition, my autoimmune uh, condition that I have, I was able to just really just sit down and pray and meditate and talk to God and say, I, I really want to learn this. You know, you show grace to me, but I also need to learn how to show grace to myself. I think it's very important that you know, when you get that negative feedback that you're able to just kind of revamp, revamp things and say, you know, you should give yourself grace because God gives you grace. And that helps you to just kind of take a closer look into the word and just learn, okay, I can give grace to myself. It's okay. That is so profound and so important. Um, and thank you so much for sharing that. I would agree. I think i had to go through some pretty meaty situations to really learn how to give grace to myself. Like I said, it wasn't a concept that I formally learned in terms of operationalizing it. And so oh, yes. I love that that's something that we share because I'm all about teaching backwards. And whenever I've been able to teach younger women, I try to give them that as an insight, like grace yourself. You can't have it all figured out. and You'll never have it all figured out, but God will truly be your guide. Absolutely. Um, so I want to talk really quickly about you guys relocating for your professional careers and you did share your resume with me and I'm so intrigued by this art administration degree. Oh, I think wonderful. It's a, yeah, I think it's the coolest thing. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, how did you choose that path and what are your aspirations? Oh, absolutely. So I, for starters, I've been singing my entire life. I started off just kind of singing in the church choir, being a part of that. But I just, I wanted a deeper understanding of music. And so my mother and father suggested, you know, get in, you know, get professionally trained. And so I was able to do so. And with that, I started doing show choirs and concert choirs and just all of these acapella choruses and all of these different things. And my path you know, in high school, you know, I was always told, well, you know, music, you're very smart. And, and I was blessed at academically, but they would always tell me, you know, you're very smart. Are you sure you want to take that path? And, and for me, I listened, unfortunately, and went to school and, you know, I just hit, you know, a rock bottom in that I, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with the path that I'm taking, because this is not what God has given me. This is not the passion that God has given me. Music is and the arts. That's my passion. And so after just, you know, a few years of that, I decided, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to follow the path that I know that I should be following. And I ended up grabbing a music minor and graduating with that with my, along with my uh, communications and media studies degree. And after that, once we relocated to Pennsylvania, I was introduced to arts administration. And I guess I would say that arts administration is basically, it is education, it is arts, and it is business just wrapped into one degree. It teaches you all of the fundamentals of how to be an artist, but also how to be a part of an organization, whether it be for-profit or non-profit. And for me personally, I love working with young people. And so with that, I decided to just stay in education, but also to try to take the nonprofit route as well, because I believe there's so much that can be done in the nonprofit sector, as you, as you would say. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I love arts administration though. I, I, I really believe that that is exactly what I was supposed to do with my academics. I, I loved every part of it. And, and the blessing was just being able to find a program that I could study with virtually and still work. So it was just, it was such a blessing. That's awesome. And you just touched on something that I do think is so important for any of the younger women who listen to this. And you talked about starting out academically on one path because you listen to other people and then really reconciling within yourself that that wasn't your passion and that wasn't what you thought that God had given you as a passion and you redirected that. And that makes me think about gracing yourself in your academic journey. And too often, I think there's this standard for young people, especially young Christians, and we want young people to strive, but not to the point where they're not being intentional about integrating their spiritual gifts into their um, journey. Absolutely. And I believe that, you know, being authentic and being yourself is also just a part of your journey and what you want to do with your life. I know, you know, my sister Candace, for example, she grew up just a sports fan, a sports fanatic. She's great in sports. And so she said, how can I take that and turn it into the career that I want? And I believe that, you know, having, we're blessed to have parents that they say, you know, if this is what you want to do, let's, you know, pray about it. Let's set out a plan, talk to God about it. But if this is your passion, you know, follow it. And, and I believe that that's something that we really should instill more in young people. I had a student the other day, I told her, I said, listen, if you want to be a nurse, let's, let's try to figure out what you need to do now to get you there. And, and I believe that that's so important. Absolutely. I agree. You know, and I think there's a lot of opportunities we've missed in life that I believe are God sent, but we don't see them clearly because often we're listening to the counsel of everyday people, but God yes. has so many blessings for us wrapped up in our obedience to the small gift or the small talent that he's entrusted to us. So that's really encouraging. Yes. Um, I think also about, you know, I, I've met so many different types of women, of course, in the five years of this ministry. And there's one particular young woman I remember when she was applying to colleges and she was so stressed out. Oh. And 
I just remember, because I'm like, I, was I that stressed out when I was applying to school? And I don't think I was, but she had so much pressure from not only her family, but from her home congregation. And I remember thinking after I spoke to her, how challenging it must be to be 17 and have all of that on your shoulder, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, so talk a little bit about how you navigate the role of being a minister's daughter and someone that's figuring life out, but may have eyes on you while you do that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think, <laughs> and I think <laughs> for, for me personally, you know, our, my sisters and I, we started, we were a little older when our father became a minister, but we were always in leadership. So my father, when he wasn't a preacher, he was a deacon. And so we always had some sort of eye on, you know, what we were doing. And, you know, now I think as an adult for me, it's just about, I want to please God. I want to make sure that I am doing what God has called me to do. I am living my life in a way that I'm blessing myself. I'm blessing others. And, you know, one of the things that my father always said to me, it just dates all the way back to my great grandfather. He would always say, whatever you do, don't shame the name of Christ and don't shame the family name. So meaning, you know, whatever you do, if you do it to the best of your ability, if you're doing, you know, things that you know that God has called you to do and you're, you know, living a life that, you know, you know, your family would be proud of and you know that God would be proud of, then, you know, you're fine. And I, I think that's that's something that I've carried with me. But I also as I got older, I learned, OK, I need to be also happy with what I'm doing. Right. I want mm -hmm. to, you know, make sure that I'm being, you know the, the Christian that Christian woman that God has called me to be and that I am carrying my family name proud, but I also want to make sure at the end of the day that I'm going to sleep happy with myself and that I'm doing things that I love and doing things that I enjoy. And I believe that when you're a minister's daughter, son or a minister's son, you know, you're put into a category of things maybe you should be doing or things you shouldn't be doing. And you know, sometimes when it comes to ministry and sometimes you have to sit down and say, okay, is this really the path that I want? Um, and is this the path that I know that God would be pleased with? Cause I know that sometimes there are a lot of pressures coming with being in ministry. Uh, I pat my mom on the back every day. She is a wonderful woman. Uh, you know, her, her role, you know, being the wife of the minister, I, I, I just, every day, I'm just like, you are a blessing and just how you handle things and how you keep me uplifted. And so, you know, it, it's so, and that's why I'm so grateful that we have found each other in a sense, because it's having those connections that, that means so much. And it keeps you uplifted in, you know, wanting to serve and having people that you can talk to about things like this. And so it it's, really a blessing for me. <laughs> I totally feel the same way. I mean, it's important to be able to have people in your network that you can text or call or even just see online and know that they're experiencing to a degree things that you've had to experience. And 
that was one of the things I felt so connected to when I first met your parents, because your dad was like, oh, you know, I have daughters and you should really talk to them. And I was like, yeah, I really should. (laughs) Because at that point, I was reconciling that my experience as a Christian was a little different, right, than the collective experience of some of the members. When your parent is in a leadership position, there are different expectations that people have said and unsaid. And that all impacts you. And I know that we don't often have an outlet for that. And I've learned that too. So I can talk to my brother about it, but then sometimes there are some gender-based things that I don't think he always understands. And so I'm really thankful for you. And there's another young woman I'm thinking about specifically. Her dad's a minister in Connecticut. And there's been times where like, she'll just text me like, girl. (laughs) And I was like, I get it. I already know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) It is just, it's, it's a blessing. And I'm thankful for that, you know, because we can, in other ways, be a support to other young women or other young men who find themselves kind of navigating that for maybe the first time or maybe navigating it differently uh, than they were a couple years ago. And all that requires support. Oh, absolutely. A support system can just, it can do so much when, you know, you're going through ministry and then just growing up and, and having this role and that support system, it is just such a blessing to have. It is. So we can create, um, like some secret cards and pass them out to people who understand. You get a card. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, So to pivot a little bit, I did read on your bio that you are an educator and specifically it said that um, you're implementing teaching methods in a class for students with learning disabilities. And I thought that that was so directly linked to grace. So how do you use grace in your profession and what is it like uh, teaching young people that have learning disabilities? I have learned specifically that grace is so important, especially to instill young with the students that I have, because some of the students not only have learning disabilities, but they have emotional disabilities. And I have a young man in particular that I even dealt with today. He was just like, I can't get it. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm doing everything wrong. And it just kind of made me kind of think of this talk today because it's like, we all make mistakes. We all do things that, you know, we may not be proud of, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, God is going to be there for us and he chooses to offer us forgiveness. And I believe that if God can forgive us, you know, we should also be able to forgive ourselves. And and one of the things with working with young people, and especially that student in particular, I just told them, it's okay. This is school. Everything's a learning process. Uh, I'm right here with you. If there's something you don't know, it's okay to ask for help. That is what I'm here for. School is not, if, if you knew everything, you wouldn't be in school, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I... You know, one of the things that I wanted to instill in him is it is okay to make mistakes. It is okay to not fully understand. You know, the the goal is not to be 
hard on yourself. And the goal is to show yourself grace freely because it just means that you are agreeing with the grace that God is giving you every single day. So that's something that I deal with on a daily basis, especially with the students that I have. Mm, I love that. Agreeing with the grace that God has given us. That is so important because it's already there. Yes. Um, But we don't always take it. I, prior to where I'm working right now, I used to work with young people. And I remember just sitting with some of our high school students who had big dreams and big aspirations. And in some ways, they had big insecurities and big frustrations. And I think what I learned by working with that unique population of young people, high schoolers in particular, was that modeling grace was so critical to them understanding how to do it well. Mm-hmm. And there were times when like I would bring my homework into the classroom and show them like I'm frustrated too, right? And this is a concept I don't understand, but I'm approaching it with an open mind. And here's how I'm going to work through whatever's giving me a challenge. And I didn't always do it thinking that I was making this like huge impression on them. I just knew it was the right thing to do. And very recently, one of my students uh, found me on Facebook and wrote me a really nice message about some of those moments and how they've been able to apply that to virtual learning and um, their first year in college. And so I'm sure that you are planting great seeds in these young people. And maybe in a couple of years, they'll find you and tell you how awesome it was for them to not only have God's grace, but your grace while they were learning um, and working through some of their challenges. Oh, absolutely. I just, for me, I just want, I feel so much fulfillment in knowing that I've helped someone. I believe that, and especially helping the next generation because you know, you have, you know, individuals that say, you know, oh, this generation is different. And, and, you know, we've had people say that about our generation, you know, so it's always just, Mm -hmm. you hear different things, but it's good to just help the next generation be the best that they can be. And, and for me, my goal is to let them know, listen, you're a hundred percent worthy, give yourself grace and, and treat yourself with kindness and compassion because, you know, God does that with us. So I, I really do believe that, that's important. And I, I love doing that with young people, making sure that they're staying positive. Mm, that's awesome. So I used to hate this question when people asked it of me, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, where do you see yourself in? <laughs> where do you see yourself in 20 years? Oh, in 20 years. Wow. Okay. So in 20 years, <laughs> Oh, wow. In 20 years. Wow. So 20 years, I would definitely want to be doing something. I have so many visions of what I want to do in ministry. I recently took on the role of working with the youth at our church. And there are so many different ideas and goals that I want to instill in our church's youth ministry and just kind of growing in ministry, growing in the Lord, being an example. Uh, I would love to grow professionally. Uh, professionally, I would love to see myself 
staying in education, but also making sure that I'm staying in the arts. Uh, God blessed me last week in that I was called by a former classmate who said, listen, we need a board member for a choir. And, you know, I thought of you and it literally just fell into my lap. And and I was just like, this is nothing but God, because I was just in a position where I want to, I was like, I want to be involved in music. And then I want to still be able to go and enjoy helping young people every single day. And so that was just a blessing that God just handed right to me. And I give him all the credit for that. And I definitely am, am excited for where my career will take me. Uh, personally, definitely a family, definitely just growing my family. I am a huge family person. I, I, I'm sure you've seen all my pictures on social media, but I am with my family all of the time. They are my foundation. They, they have helped me become the woman I am today with their love and their support. And, and I would love to, and I am very passionate about being, having my own family one day myself. So I would love that. And and honestly, I also, one thing in 20 years, I definitely want to continue to be an advocate, an advocate for women and uh, wellness and health for me with all the things that happened in my life personally for the last just five years, I would say. And even with the things that have happened this year alone, just instilling that it's important to take care of yourself mentally and, and physically, those things are so important for overall wellness because it, there's so many things that we are not told (laughs) when it comes to our wellness and our health. And so it's important to just pay attention to those things because you never know if you'll come across it or if it could affect you personally, whether it's in your family or even yourself. So definitely, I definitely want to make sure that I am staying in touch with women and how to advocate for wellness just all around. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is so important. It really is. And I definitely think that now we've been exposed to much more Um, in terms of mental health and physical health, and even more specifically, you know, the health of women of color and black women. Yes. But there's still so much to learn and so much for us to put into practice. And absolutely. My mom and I laugh a lot because she's always telling me like, wow, you take a lot of time for yourself, but I do it because I know that I need to. And I deserve mm-hmm. to, right? Absolutely. And I think that too often as women, we really feel bad about saying what we deserve. And I have not always been great at that, but I went through a specific season in my life where I felt like I needed to be a little selfish and I deserved to be because I was giving everyone else so much and there was really nothing left for me. Yes. And I can't serve God that way. I can't give him my best if I'm not giving him my first. Exactly. I I think it's, I think that's so important when you say that, because again, a lot of times we just, we give so much to other people and, and we sometimes even just forget about ourselves all around. And you sometimes 
sometimes, you know, women reach a point of breakdown because they're, they've been giving so much and it's, you know, it's like, what do I have for myself? And so one of the things that I do personally, I wake up every morning and after I pray, I, I'm meditating and, and every day before I go to bed, I have my, my sister gave me this idea. She, I have a great, I have a grateful journal, things that I'm grateful for. And then another journal. If I, if I feel like I want to vent about something, or if I feel like there's something that I want to improve on, that's, that's for another journal. But I always want to make sure that I'm balancing the two. I don't want to just spend all my time complaining. And I don't, and I just, I want to be grateful because God blesses us every day, whether it's just, you know, first of all, he wakes us up (laughs) and, and, and he starts us on our way. And so I believe that doing those little things for ourselves are so, it's just so deserved. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's a way to, to grace ourselves and to really honor who we are, honor our emotions. I'm so big on that. Emotions are really messy, but it's good to acknowledge all of them because they're God given and the scriptures Absolutely. are filled with the emotions of God, how he feels about us, how he feels about creation. And I think it's important for us to give ourselves room to feel. And I love that you journal because I am big on journaling and it's one way to truly sit back and take time to digest what you're thinking and how you're feeling and then approach life after that. Yes, absolutely. Great, great tips. Um, so I'm ending each conversation with any advice that you might have for other women about the concept of grief. Oh, absolutely. I, I say at the end of the day, there are things other than, you know, journaling. I always, I'm a huge advocate for that, but practice self-care. You know, it's important that you're showing that you love yourself and, you know, and that you're also showing yourself grace on a daily basis through, you know, waking up and just meditating and and telling yourself at the end of the day, you know, maybe I didn't accomplish everything that I wanted to, but I did a good job today. I kept going. I stayed positive and, and go do something for yourself. I always tell people, you know, whether it's small, you know, go do something for yourself. For me, it's Christmas season. Yesterday I was just like, you know what? I want to bake Christmas cookies. I started baking Christmas cookies and it just made me feel so great because that's, I'm a huge Christmas season person and it was something that I enjoyed and, and, and it's just start. And, and, and I would say another tip is start and end every day with self affirmation. I believe that starting and ending your day that way will always allow you to celebrate the goodness that you bring to yourself, to your family, to the world. I believe that that is so, so important. That self-affirmation that will, you know, help you give yourself grace. And I, I believe that if you're experiencing, you know, immense changes in your life or just anything in your life, showing yourself grace, will it's so important. Absolutely. Thank you for all of those uh, suggestions and all of those tips. I hope that the women who listen take time 
to really go over them and figure out how in 2021 they can grace themselves. I love the idea of starting every day with affirmation. So that is one thing that I'm going to commit to and figure out how I can put into practice. When you were saying that, I got a visual of phrases or statements on my mirror. So I'll probably do that during my time off so that I can start my day talking well to myself. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much, Shauna. I appreciate you so much for doing this. And this was a really great conversation. I hope that you enjoyed it. Oh, I was so blessed by it. Thank you so much again for even just considering me and having me. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. You are so welcome. Okay, ladies, thank you all so much for listening. Have a blessed day.